I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Pundit is the football trivia game. Every sale using the code LIONS at checkout now gives a whopping 40% discount plus a £10 donation to the Lions Food Hub. Visit punditgames.co.uk to order your copy. Punditgames.co.uk. Code LIONS. Hi, I'm Gary Rowett and you're listening to the world-famous Acton Millwall. evocative name in football, the selectcarleasingstadium.com here in Reading, or on the outskirts of Reading I should say. The Lions are of course this afternoon's visitors, wearing red and black this afternoon, Reading in their familiar blue and white hoops. Um, I think it was Angelo said on the show last week that our season starts here, um, so it does, 11 games between us and a shot, a shot at the big time. Your Lions this afternoon, dear listeners, in gold shorts long Backline, Murray Wallace, Charlie Cresswell, Jake Cooper, Danny Mack. Uh, the, the defensive midfield, Sir Jules Savile, Ryan Leonard. The attacking three, uh, James Rouse, Vogel, Summer, Zian Fleming, Jules Honeyman. Up front, the man of the hour, the, the uh, Sky Championship player of the month, Tom Bradshaw. Both teams are out on the pitch. It's a very uh, grey, cold afternoon here in Berkshire, the Royal Borough of... Um, never a stadium that you look forward to coming to somehow. I don't know why, really. It's, uh, I'm parked next door in the uh, what was the, the old Greyhound Stadium once upon a time. Um, it's quite convenient to get to and from. Bit of a mare of a drive today. Maybe that's for me a bit of a downbeat boom. This is a must-win game, dear listeners. Um, we've got a big week in front of us. Reading this afternoon. Midweek action against Swansea. And then Huddersfield Town at home next week. We've really got to be looking for maximum a maximum return after that disappointing loss at home last week to Norwich. Unlucky loss, I think, by common consent. As you can hear, 2,100-odd Millwall fans have travelled up. I think there'll be more around the rather sparsely attended stadium. Um, the Millwall end is quite tidy back. The rest of the ground is uh, spread out. Lions come into the game this afternoon in seventh position. Played 35, won 15, drawn 9, lost 11. Goal difference of uh, 6. I didn't put that down <laughs> on my nose. 54 points. Reading 15th. Um, financial problems Reading, I think I'm going to call them that. 
Uh, play 35, 113, drawn five, lost 17, minus 16 goal difference, all four points. This is a must-win game, as I've said already, listeners. No place to hide this afternoon. It's going to be the Lions to kick us off, attacking the um, Eamon Dolan stand, the home end, I suppose, as it passes for a home end. Away we go. Hear the uh, Millwall supporters' views on drums and matters thereof. I haven't name checked the uh, the vendor will be. I don't think he was, he was silent on the matter of where Reading attacking it in the first half. He didn't comment on that. I don't think he was too bothered about that. He spoke only about Millwall. Free kick on Reading's left side. They've got of course. Um, never remember his name. Big forwards. Ex West Ham slag. Think of his line. Out my head. One minute in, free kick for uh, Reading. Halfway inside the middle half on the left. Swung in, that's headed clear by Tom Brasher. Mill had everyone back for that. And, uh, Tom Ince, of course, drawing a bit of flat for his managerial dad, Paul Ince. <sighs> Lesambassadeurs.com. Gamble. Must be a casino here. The Ambassadors Club. There's ambassadors.com. Advertise on the big screen. Reading now, coming forward on the uh, tumble in the penalty area. What's that number nine? What's his name? got it, the boy got it, Andy Carroll could not think of that slag's name Andy Carroll went tumbling down from the mouths of babes there listeners eight minutes Reading pressing forwards here, straight into a, a red wall as the saying goes, they are getting the ball back a lot though, we are conceding possession pretty um, quickly, the ball breaks, this is now Tom Bradshaw in the middle, he had no one there Whoa. finds Zian on goal, what can Zian do? He's beat the goal, he's gone tumbling. Penalty. Zian tries to take it around the goalkeeper, gets clattered. Mill penalty, eight minutes into the game, listeners. Nice break from midfield there. I think Zian had um, taken it too far. Off. Yellow, I would have thought, listeners. He's come out, uh, spread himself to get the ball, but taken Zian instead of the ball. Going to be a, a, a Mill penalty. Sam has got the ball, Ryan Ellis standing over there talking to the goalkeeper. I think the goalkeeper's trying to do a bit of verbals, but Ryan Ellis intervening there. Anyway, it's going to be Vogue to take this list. Ticking towards the 10th minute now. Goalkeeper jiggling sideways. Doing a bit of um, crossbar rattling. Big penalty, big moment. Vogel Sam to take. Really, really nice penalty. Top left-hand corner with power. Mario, 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 
support. Believe, listeners, they believe, all in capital letters. Full stops between each letter, believe. Newell's first and only break of the game so far, 10 minutes in, I know, but still. Strong player on the balls, the end Fleming listeners. Way muscled his way through there and drew the foul. Really, really strong. Andy Carroll. Especially forgetting his name, listeners. That's what happens to you when you get older. 50 years plus watching Millwall, you start to forget players' names. Praise for um, Gary Rowett in the August journal, The Athletic, which is part, I think, of the New York Times um, enterprise, um, praising his work over the last few seasons, basically uh, talking about the work he's put in, the rise of Millwall from uh, relegation candidates each season to now being regular top ten finishers and uh, talk of the top six, obviously. Um, they use the, uh, the example, Mark Bates, the his work has been based on the Japanese system Kaizen, uh, business principles, a continual improvement. Kaizen, let's see that. That's the kind of thing you get when you get the New York Times coming down this list. And the Millwall Plaza has been decked there whilst I was waffling on about the Kaizen principle. Who's it down? Looks like this is Savile. Looks like uh, Savile's down. In all seriousness, it's nice to read a positive piece in uh, what is a fairly high-profile um, sports website. Praises the work of Gary Rout Millwall. Um, good stuff. Um, maybe the kind of uh, coverage we're going to expect if we go on to continue success. Here we are, 20 minutes in. Lions leading by. That penalty from uh, Andreas Vogelsammer. Not been a huge number of chances. A ball down the middle. This is Tom Bradshaw. Ball is over the crossbar there. That's going to be a goal kick. Um, not a huge amount of support. It's been a scruffy game, in all honesty. But obviously a scruffy game that we're leading rather than that we're behind him. That was an awful ball out of defence by the Reading defender there. Straight down the middle, straight to all the way back to Jules Long. They're a club in financial difficulties, as I said, I think, at the start of the show, listeners. Neil was talking about them yesterday on the Something for the Weekend preview that we do. Look at our nine-point deduction. Whether that'll be this season or next season, I don't know. Serves no purpose if it's carried forward, in my opinion, but a nine-point deduction will put them down in amongst the uh, relegation mix. Boy, the boy knows, not only did he know Andy Carroll's name, he's also got a fair assessment of where Reading should be in the world. They may well be down there if they, the points deduction has its intended effect. Yeah, Tom Bradshaw, Championship Player of the Month by, by public acclamation. Big well done to Tom, it's really, um, I said this on the show yesterday, it's fantastic to see uh, such uh, a nice bloke. He comes over really so pleasantly in his interviews, or bits that you see on social media. Fourth um, place in the scoring charts for the championship at the moment. But 
before that drum, you, did, you wouldn't really know there are Reading fans in the ground, listeners. Free kick from Millwall again. Cresswell taking the bash there from Carroll. I was trying to analyse why the, you know, the ground obviously has a reputation of being a sanitised um, on the worst examples of the retail park stadium, which it certainly is. There's nothing wrong with it. The view is, is OK. Um, it's a bit Meccano. And look, the roof um, supports so look like a, a bigger version of the Meccano set. The younger listeners might be wondering what that is. Um, and the outside was, um, you know, some nice kind of a fan zone, bars, and I had a quick look around the uh, meat, um, you know, burgers and bur- uh, hot dogs and all that kind of thing. And they got uh, a jazz club around here. They, they, they made some efforts to try and turn it into something. But um, it remains in the end, I suppose, stuck out uh, some distance, three miles outside of the central part of Reading, where there might be some semblance of um, the place that it's, the club purports to represent. The actual stadium itself is not bad. The view's fine. I've got a great view. No atmosphere, apart from the drummer. But that's not down to the construction. That's down to the... The fans are coming, isn't it? 31 minutes in, it's been um, scruffy on a cold day. Lions not looking in any danger. If I'm not tempting the gods of football by saying that, I probably am. There'll be a thousand people around the world listening to thousands, uh, all the listeners, hundreds and thousands, millions of listeners that we get saying sharply. There's a lot of debate online about Jules Long and his um, goalkeeping abilities, but he was given a very difficult ball back there. He controlled it well. He just gave himself a little bit of space on the ball whilst the Reading player was coming forwards to pressure him and put a, a good uh, line pass up the up the, uh, the side. Um, a footballer's pass, if you want. So I suppose the, the conclusion, if you want, to the Jules Long debate is he's a, he's a good footballer and an average goalkeeper. I mean, that makes some good saves as well, so maybe that's being harsh. It's a ball down the side, right channel for Tom Bradshaw to say it's going to go all the way back to the goalkeeper. 43, coming almost 34 minutes, listeners. Press roll, bit of payback on uh, Andy Carroll there, who's rolling around like he's been shot. Possibly some damage to his ponytail. Big old Jesse, as my dear old mum would have said. Big old Jesse. Swan is the instant takes. It's a deep one. Press roll beats. Carroll's rolling around every single time he gets challenged. That is complete feigning injury, listeners. I can take that from me. He, uh, he went for a 50-50 challenge with Preston, got his head to it. He's then gone to ground, and there was a moment where he remembered to clutch his face. That's a complete feigning injury. That's the Millwall fans' viewpoint, and I've got to make them right, listeners. Some nice play here, don't Almost um, Ajax style. Zian Rice, little back heel there from Brogi trying to find Zian Fleming. It goes, gets crumpled. Could be a free kick middle. Really nice stuff there. You could hear the Olays going. Reminiscent of Ajax 74, dear listeners. 44 minutes. There's going to be a free kick on the left side in the uh, in Reading half. Not a few yards short of the halfway line. Georgians. Uh, Paul- he was a bank, bank robber. Georgians. Um, Paul Lintz, um having something to say down there. I'll have to look up George Ince. Wasn't he one of the um, London villain, I think, wasn't he? Anyway, um, 
free kick taken short. This is now Vogel. Sam on the right side is ball fired in. That's going to go for a left-sided throw. This is. There's a half-time whistle. Well, halfway there, listeners. Job done so far. It's been a scrappy, scrappy game. Uh, Mill certainly having the better of that scrappy affair, leading by that critical uh, Vogel Sammer penalty. It was about 10 minutes in, nine minutes in, something like that. Uh, so there we are, half-time. Reading nil, Millwall one. Achtung, Millwall. Nice interview in the uh, South London press listeners with Charlie Presswell talking about the strength of the away support. 2,000 sellout today, of course, here at Reading. 2,100 up of travel. But Charlie was saying how much it gives the team legs and the crowd are behind them. Not an awful lot to react to here in Reading. The home fans are extremely quiet, of course. But uh, still, the away support is doing its, doing its best to push the Lions over the line. 45 minutes to go then. We're leading at 1-0. This will be a massive start to a huge week. Um, if that's not maximising my vocabulary, Lions will be attacking the away end in the second half. Oh, here we go. Reading kick us off. Floodlights now on on a grey, harsh day. Very cold. I was saying the other day to my, my missus... Um, there's nothing, I mean, we get listeners all over the world with these shows and um, some of them will laugh at the idea of uh, British uh, reactions to cold and snow and so on. But I honestly contend there is no cold quite like British colds. It's damp. You can go to uh, foreign climes and the cold will be dry and uh, almost pleasant. It can be, you know, lower temperatures than this, but what you don't have is that essential British miserableness. And that's what this afternoon's got. Grey skies, leaden skies... And now the floodlights on, illuminating the Green Majeski Stadium, Select Car Stadium, sorry. Big shout out to Miss Honeybow, who um, has contacted me via the Insta to let me know that the Vogel Sammer's penalty was a dive, she says. She's down at the Reading end this afternoon. Big shout out to her. I'll have to see it again, Honeybow. With the benefit of the YouTube playback tomorrow. Looked all right from my end. I don't mind you, I'm 100 odd yards away from it, of course. But really, really nicely taken penalty, top top left hand corner, with authority, as they say in American sports. Here come Mill down the the, the uh, left side now. Vogie, ball crossed into the middle. It's almost crept in. It was a, it was a poor cross in truth, but it, no one touched it. It was creeping towards the left side post, but uh, goalkeeper got across to it. Game seems to have opened up a little bit in the early part of the second half. Actually sitting in front of that drum for the whole 90 minutes. Doing my head in, that would listeners. This is Reading in midfield. The eight. It's gone uh, through to uh, Jules Long. Bill Slack posted a meme yesterday of, uh, was it Statler and, Statler and Waldorf off the Muppets? Well, after Neil and my show, and I'm aware that um, you don't want to really produce a moaning old git kind of show, do you? So if you do hear me turning into that moaning old get listeners, do let me know. Do keep me informed. I don't want to do that. I want to be bright and breezy. Upbeat, part of the modern football world, you know. Reading with a long diagonal ball forwards, trying to find Carroll. For a big man, he doesn't put himself around much. I mean, I'm st- it's still um, what, 52 minutes, so we've got 40-plus minutes, uh, just under 40 minutes to go. Um, so far, he's been largely ineffective. Let's hope it remains that way. 
I thought when they signed him it was a really good signing, strong signing, but he's shown nothing this afternoon. switched on there thankfully not even the Reading forwards 59 minutes in listeners so far so good Millwall um, nothing hugely exciting to report from the Reading point of view and as long as that carries on this would be a massive result anyway 59 minutes come towards the 60th minute Murray Wallace now takes it really nicely local Sam overlapping on the left 61 minutes Bogey takes his man and gets the ball into the box Across the goal, that was almost touched in by the uh, by the oncoming Zian Fleming. There, big chance there. Millwall. This is now Hunter and Danny Mack puts the ball back in there. Zian tried a back heel affair, but that got runs away now. This is Reading with a chance to break. 62 minutes, much more open second half. First half was a fairly dull affair. Second half has got a bit more pizzazz to it. Such as might pass on a really cold afternoon in Berkshire. This is the nine now on the left side. Ball floated in, that's headed clear. Mill just got to stay switched on here. This is Honeyman, does well to draw the free kick there. Take the sting out, nice work. George Honeyman. Starting to rain out there now, listeners. It is a hard day. This is Jill Savile, finds Tom Bradshaw's offside. offside. 63 and a half minutes. Come towards the halfway mark of the second half. Lions doing very, very well to stay at slender one goal uh, with that slender one goal lead. This is uh, Reading on the right. They tried to get the cross in and straight into um, so Ryan Leonard. Looks like he's took it in the, in the belly, so he's gone down, winded. Honeyman, not Leonard. Sorry, listeners. Long way away from where I'm standing. Right-sided corner, though. 66 minutes. Chance of Reading to get the ball into the danger zone. That's into the near post, bouncing around. Still bouncing around on the right side now. Another chance to cross the ball in. In it comes. It's a deep one, deep one. That's headed clear. We're just giving possession back at the moment. Reading a little bit of a spell on the right side again now. 66 minutes, 66 and a half minutes. That's headed clear. Mill soaking up pressure, listeners. Looking to hit uh, Reading with a long ball out from defence. Gary Rowley, I think one of his interviews said that we can't match other teams for spending in terms of creativity, but we can match them in terms of the way we play, and we've got to make the most of what we have. Reading with a lot of the football in our half in this second half, 71 minutes. This is Reading pressing forwards now to the penalty area. Shot high over the bar, thankfully, from the Dean. That's their first real effort on, on goal. Thankfully, it was always going upwards. 73 minutes. Substitutions from Millwall. Who's this coming in and out? Hutchinson coming in. Oliver Burke coming in. Looks like it's Zian. No, it's Vogelsammer coming out. And George Honeyman. 
Merck will certainly bring pace. I imagine that's going to be a three-man central defence with Hutchinson in the mix now. I'm guessing. Oh, breaks. This is uh, Zian. Finds onto the Burke now on the uh, on the left side. Defender spinning back in front of him. What can he do? He gets space. Finds Zian. There was a moment there I thought he might have had a shot. He, he didn't. He kept possession. Gone backwards. That's a disappointing outcome there. There was a moment where Burke, I thought, was going to have a goal, but he didn't, and that uh, went off the boil after that. Listen. <laughs> Blunt and sort of pointlessness. 81 minutes in. Anyway, we're defending a long throw situation here, so best not um, count our chickens. So back on the right side now. This is Reading having a poor chance to get the ball in. That's back heel cleared by Zian. Almost finds his way through to Burke. Certainly flamboyant, uh, Zian. He don't mind the back heel, the boy. Cross towards Charlie Cresswell. Balls to Jay Cooper. This is now Tom Bradshaw loose inside the penalty Shot wide. Very tight angle, in fairness to him. 83rd minute. Gone for a goal kick. Reading fans streaming for the exit. 87 minutes. Only a goal in it. They've shown very little this afternoon, listeners. I'm hesitant to tempt fate here. We've never really looked in that much danger. But still some time to go. The uh, ponytail seems to be a very popular hairstyle in amongst the Reading squad. There's a 16 down there with a, a ponytail similar to the Andy Carroll look. Maybe that's the that's what rules on the streets of Reading. I don't know. Not, uh, challenging well. There's ball coming in from the right. It's going to be a corner, left side of corner. Three minutes. Three minutes of extra time. Left side of corner for Reading. Just need to see these last three minutes out. Ten stuff, listeners. Late, late corner for Reading. Left side, in it comes. It's deep, deep, deep over the heads of everybody. Calls for a penalty there. That's good. Should go. No, it's just saved it from going for a throw-in. Ball breaks. Oliver Burke in full flow. He's quick. He's got Zian overlapping him. Through to Tom Bradshaw. He's just run away from him. Fleming wanted on the inside of him there. That would have sailed matters. Stadium is emptying all around us now. It's just one minute to go of our head time. Scruffy game, no one for the purists, not a, class, not a classic by any stretch of the imagination, but that was a real uh, test of endurance and Mill came through with flying colours. Reading nil Millwall won, that's a massive, massive three points, start of a huge week for us, what a way to begin it listeners. Superb performance, man of the match this afternoon, Whoa. the, the defence really kept uh, you know, Reading at bay all, all game. Going to give it to uh, maybe Cresswell, maybe Jake Cooper, um, Savile midfield, take it maybe Savile, Joe Savile midfield. That really was a, a, a team performance now. Superb stuff, Millwall. One nil at the Majeski Stadium.
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Achtung, Mailball. Hello? Hornick. John Rankin here, just calling in after the 1-0 victory at the Majeski Stadium, um, or the Select Car Leasing Stadium, as it's known now. And we're just sitting in the car park, um, waiting to be let out from what looks like a Premiership League ground. Uh, I'm looking at a sort of spacecraft-type construction. But um, we won the game, and I thought we'd run out deserved winners. We had a little look at the uh, stats, and we only had 40% possession in the game, and both sides had two corners, they had one yellow card. I mean, we looked pretty evenly matched, to be honest with you. Reading had three players, um, Shane Long, Andy Carroll, and Naby Sarr, who looked like they had something about them, but the rest, maybe Tom Ince, so that was four. And our defenders nullified them really well. I want to have a shout-out to Andreas Vogelsammer and George Long, actually. I thought George Long had a fantastic game. Didn't really see him make any mistakes whatsoever. Having said that, Reading didn't have a shot on target. So um, our defenders were absolutely like a solid brick wall. And Reading resorted to playing a game that we can handle, which is crosses into the box. That's the only thing they offered. And, you know, we can have that all day long. We've got Cresswell and Cooper and Hutchinson who can win those headers. We just soaked up the pressure, really. It was painful watching it, hanging on to a nil-one lead when the other side's kind of parts in your half, which they were in the second half. It's always a bit changely on the nerves. But we come away with three points. Um, also, I want to say well done, Andreas Vogelsammer. Uh, this lad's come in for a lot of stick recently, and I think it's completely unfounded. You have to accept that players make one or two mistakes. You know, you don't just denigrate a player in totality 
because he gives the ball away once or twice. Andreas Vogelsammer has the most assists for Millwall this season. He's got five, and that was before this match. See, Fleming's only got two assists. So that's why Gary Rowett is the manager of Millwall, and we ain't, basically, because <laughs> the, the stats don't lie. And I just want to say what a fantastic job he took that penalty. I mean, talk about how to handle pressure. With all the stick he's coming for recently, he walks up, puts the ball. He's a long way from, from his supporters. He's down the other end. And he lets that fractured engine of a right foot go and slams it right into the top left-hand bin. Beautiful. I mean, I think the goalie got a touch on it. He's a good goalie. He pulls off well. He saves that. Lovely. But he had no chance with it. So well done, Andreas Vogel Summer. And well done all the team. Everyone played their part. I thought, I thought George Honeyman had another great game. I thought the midfield held up well with Simon Honeyman. Although I still do think I would like to see Billy Mitchell in there. Just for the uh, break up the play and a bit of ball retention. The back four played well. So we're happy supporters. The crowd played their part. Um, Rowett was very friendly towards us before and after the match. And it feels good. You know, we're together. And... Um, on to Swansea at the Den. They're going to react because they've had a 3-1 defeat, I think. So we got more work cut out of the Den. But onward and upward. Over and out. Come on, you Lions! Morning, Nick. Uh, Jim Hackett. Just a quick chat about yesterday's game, really. Um, I th- can't think of a worse game of football I've watched for a few seasons. It's, it was, I thought, the quality was poor. Um, not made any better by Obviously, some of the players playing, I thought Reading's style of football didn't lend itself to the game. Our passing didn't help anybody because it just was all over the shop. But ultimately, we could have won by two or three. Long had nothing to do. Um, the referee, very stop-start, but then obviously that when you win those sort of games, it doesn't matter. When you lose them, the referee gets the blame. So I'm not surprised Paul Lynch was uh, moaning and groaning about it afterwards. I think in in terms of personnel, you know, you, you can't argue with the team he put out, and and possibly the subs could have been slightly earlier. But even when he brought them on, it didn't make too many differences because Reading really offered very little. One thing I would say about Reading, I thought they looked um, slow, heavy. I thought they looked unfit, which is sort of pretty poor at this time of season. But when you looked at some of their players, they all had the quite wide backsides and that's normally a sign of, of a lack of fitness so maybe it's just me but they didn't look up uh, as fit as our boys anyway for me the the main players for us I thought were obviously Cooper and Cresswell I think Cresswell now is, is suddenly uh, he's turning into a, a gold dust for us I think he's he's up for any fight that's going he likes the challenge he likes to uh, play football and, and yesterday, up against Andy Cowery, probably learned a couple of valuable lessons, you know, how to deal with, you know, Man Mountains, who, who've got that experience as well. So, very happy with him. Cooper, I thought, played a nice, steady game, and, and he seems to have settled down himself, where he doesn't always need Hutch now. So, yeah, very happy with them. And then, obviously, the two in the centre midfield, I thought, Savile, again, for me, he, he, he did really well. And then he just seemed to run out of steam for 
with the last 15, 20 minutes. And and that's where sort of Leonard stood up a little bit more. I thought Leonard was fantastic. And, and we do have that issue in the centre midfield now. When everybody's fit, who's going to come in and who's going to do the job? Because I think um, there's, there's four good players in there with them two. Billy Mitch and uh, Shackleton. So, yeah, I think uh, that was good. Fleming created the goal just with his ability to keep hold of the ball and run with the ball. And I thought all throughout the match, he was the only one for us who, who looked like he could uh, do some damage. Um, but again, I think Bradshaw runs his knackers off, but there wasn't really a lot of end product today. And the passing into the front players wasn't great. But, yeah, overall, it, in a poor game, I think we well deserved the win. It was always great to see the uh, the West Ham connection getting stuffed. So very happy with that. And obviously throughout the game on the TV anyway, you could just hear the supporters because, you know, the, the, the Millwall support yesterday was fantastic. And the longer the game went on, the better it got, I thought. And uh, towards the end, last five minutes, all you could hear was this, uh, the great monk chart and uh, all the, the, the great songs that were coming out. So congratulations, Millwall. A great win. On to the next one, I think, Tuesday night. And uh, good luck. Come on, you Lions. Achtung, Mailball. So there we are, dear listeners. As you can probably tell from the uh, comparative paucity of my in-game footage yesterday, it wasn't an awful lot of incident in that 1-0 win. Excellent 1-0 win up there at uh, the Majeski Stadium. Um, and if you take a look at the YouTube footage today, you'll get a sense of how little incident there was across the whole 90 minutes of the game. Yes, it was a harsh and scruffy game played in the epitome of the modern soulless uh, retail park stadium, but it was three massive points for us thanks to that excellently struck um, Andreas Vogelsammer penalty on 11 minutes. Um, incidentally, I wanted to just mention the through run from Zian Fleming, which drew the penalty. Um, I've watched it again this morning, I'm, I'm sure as, as you have too, dear listeners. Um, some question as to whether it was in or outside the penalty area in real time from my vantage point. I was down at the the away end. Um, I thought it was a, a, a fairly clear and obvious penalty. Whether it was actually over the line of the penalty area, don't know. It's quite hard to tell. From the um, you know, from the YouTube footage, uh, some fairly sour, sour comments from Paul Ince, a player I've never taken to the governor. Um, I think I was trying to think in uh, yesterday when it was it was freezing cold down. I was trying to think why have I never taken to Paul Ince? Oh, there's the obvious West Ham connections, um, and then he went on to Manchester United and this whole governor thing, which um, just seemed to me to fall apart in the 1996 European Championships when uh, the penalty shootout famously against West Germany, or Germany, sorry, uh, in the semi-final, when he didn't take a penalty. I thought, well, there's, there's the governor for you. Um, basically went hiding in a moment where you'd have thought his reputation would have thrust him forwards. And, of course, the rest is, is history. Stuart Pearce, um, was it Stuart Pearce or was it Gareth Southgate? I can't remember which one it was. Anyway, it was missed and he went a-missing. So from that point onwards, I've, I've never actually held a grudge against him for being West Ham. Well, that doesn't help his calls, clearly. But the quality of these these uh, comments afterwards to... This is Alex Grace reporting this on, on social media. Alex Grace of News at Den. Big shout-out to Alex. Um, 
moaning kind of quality and I think that's probably what doesn't endear him any any more than some of the other um, aspects of his of his personality um, Ince says one mistake that's all it was it was always going to be a scrappy game because that's how Millwall make it like he's some kind of this team's Barcelona or something I mean in all honesty as you would have detected now from the footage they only had one shot in the whole game uh, and that went over the bar high over the bar into row Z um, that was their one effort of any any note. So I don't know whether that's um, that should be good defending. He should have it within him to praise the defence because they certainly didn't create jack shit. Listeners, um, he says here. I can't say the players haven't given their all because they have. Well, if that's their all, Paul, that's not very good, mate. It was never going to be a classic with the way they play. That's Millwall. They do the basics right. They defend for their lives and they do it well. They are fifth in the league. Um, that may, to me that, that that's a nonsense comment because um, if we do the basics right and, and Reading don't and they are or were 15th where are they now let me have a quick look 16th after that loss yesterday if we do the basics right and they don't to that level then um, clearly we are the, the better team he mentions the referee the standard of referees has not been great it's the business end of the season and they need to get these decisions right well looking at the, the YouTube footage it's a very close call. Um, some you get, some you don't. Um, but what a well-struck penalty by Vogel Sam, a player that's been taking some heat in recent times. Um, the re- you know the the rest of the performance um, for by Vogel and and the rest of the side was a fighting, defensive rearguard action to keep on you know keep hold of those three huge points. At the moment, and I'm speaking to you as Norwich and Sunderland is in action. It's one nil at Sunderland at the moment, so that may change. Might change before the end of this this recording. Uh, but at the moment, we remain in six spots, um, which is massive with this game looming against Swansea on Tuesday night. For me, yesterday was a rowet defensive masterclass. And it, again, there's a there's a manager that's been. Subject of a lot of uh, comment criticism, if you want, over over the years. I think finally, now that we're seeing some measure of success again, yesterday at the end of the of the game, there was the one Gary Rowett song sung by the away end, and maybe my, finally there's a, there's a bit of a sense of mutual love that's that's coming together. Certainly, if he can manoeuvre us into the playoffs, uh, the the the. Uh, the lottery of the playoffs at the end of the season, then that will be some some performance with the resources and all the other things that we that we talk about. Um, man of the match yesterday. Um, it's actually quite hard to pick a single man of the match for me because it was a fighting team performance. It was it was a tough game. It would with a lead. Um, it made it a lot more. Um, I don't know about softer because it was cold and harsh in that stadium yesterday. Um, but certainly a lot more agreeable to be in a grim, um, attritional battle, uh, one goal ahead than it would have been chasing it as as Reading were. I'm going to go for George Savile, but in all honesty, if you said to me uh, Ryan Leonard, or if you said to me Charlie Cresswell, or if you said to me, uh, you know, uh, any any of the other players, um, I, I wouldn't really argue because it was a fighting team performance. But I'm going to go with Sav because I thought that we kept them very very quiet. Um, and it, but it is hard to hard to pick one. Um, just going to go through a few um, posts on on the on social media in the aftermath of that that excellent win yesterday. One here from Grumpy Grimace. 
Um, comparing points totals in the championship with ten or Millwall's points totals in the championship with ten games to go. So comparing this season where we are six now with fifty-seven points. Last year at the same stage, ten to go, we were eleventh on fifty-four. Uh, season before again on fifty-four points in tenth position. 10th position in 2019 20, uh, 19 to 20, 51 points. Poor season 2018 to 19, 21st, 34, that was, that was a dip season. And then obviously uh, 2017 18, 52 points in 11th. So we are remarkably, um, you know, one step ahead of where we've been for the past six seasons, which uh, keeps coming back to the same point. What an achievement it is for this squad and Gary Rowett in particular. Um, Alex Grace mentions Gary Rowett's post-match comments. Um, one that stood out for me was Vogie. Uh, brilliant penalty, listeners, honestly, in real time. I, I thought the goalkeeper got close to it, and I thought on another day maybe he gets a hand to it. I don't know, but certainly it was buried with power into the top left-hand corner. Precisely the kind of penalty that I think, speaking for you now, I'm going to speak for you, certainly for me, I love a power penalty buried into the top corner of the goal. I can't bear these stop-start, faint one way, send the goalkeeper the wrong way. I like a good old school an Alan Shearer penalty to to throw my current controversial name into the mix. I like an Alan Shearer penalty which blasted in. That's what Vogie delivered yesterday. Apparently said to me, apparently he said to Gary Rowett, not to me. Get said to Gary Rowett, uh, I'm German, what do you expect? Of course I'm going to score. I like that kind of Germanic arrogance, listeners, to use a, a, a wartime comic stereotype. Um, Tony Monday, great post here, Tony, I love this one. Another three points, says Tony, another way win. Cressy, Cresswell, owning the West Ham pony. He was awful. This is... Um, Andy Carroll, and I could not for the life of me remember his name. <laughs> this is what happens when you do these kinds of shows. Sometimes the most obvious things escape your head. And big thank you to the little kid that um, said it was Andy Carroll because that pulled me out of trouble yesterday. Um, the West End Pony, as Tony puts it here. Lenny Savin, Honeyman, all fantastic again. And Zian Fleming, what a fucking player he says. Takes everything on the half turn, body strength of a boxer, and feet like Rudolf Nureyev. I love that quote, tone, strength of a boxer, and feet like Rudolf Nureyev. Um, that's a winning combination. I'm not a huge fan of boxing, um, but those out there that are pugilists and uh, you know understand the sweet science, I think everyone knows that that's the winning combination, strength and um, delicacy on your feet. Um, that's certainly what we're seeing with... Um, with uh, Zian, there's another little follow-up quote for that here. This is from JP, JP Mill Two. Um, he was told yesterday. Don't know who by. Anyway, I like this source, JP. I don't know who this source is. Well, strong is, but we like it. Um, got told yesterday that uh, Fleming realised when he joined us that he was way off the physicality needed in the championship. So he smashed the gym and put on five kilograms. A proper professional. He has his own uh, PTs and a private trainer, his own nutritionist, etc. Um, that's a follow-up to Richard Corley praising Fleming's body strength when Bradshaw played him through. Um, not many people muscle Zian Fleming off the ball. And I was just trying to think earlier on a comparison and different kind of player in a way, not quite the same player, but he reminds me a lot of Terry Herlock. There's a name to drop into the mix. I think Zian's probably got more creativity with the ball than maybe Terrell did. 
Um, Terry's probably a little bit more defensively minded in midfield, perhaps. But certainly, um, both of them master midfielders. And we've really picked up a massive asset with Zian Fleming. Um, one from Luke Stallard here. Massive shout out to Charlie Cresswell. Absolutely outstanding. Dominated Carroll all game. Same point as was made earlier on there, Luke. Um, he gets better week after week now and miles ahead of where he was at the start of the season. I definitely agree with that. He's a really, really strong and improving player. Um, he came to us with huge promise, Premier League. Uh, in I think England under-21 international, if I'm right. Um, and it's quite hard to see that on occasions early on. He made a good start, didn't he, scoring on the, on the opening day. But otherwise... It's um, not been, you know, it's been a season of improvement for Charlie, but he's certainly starting to hit the stride now. That's that's wonderful to see. He gets better week after week, says Luke, um, deservedly keeping Hutch out the side now. And that's a big, big statement. If somehow we can, we need to buy him. We'll see. We'll see. Obviously, a lot depends on the outcome of the season on that front. Um, ben of the Den, Ben at the Den, sums it up yesterday. He wasn't pretty. He certainly weren't pretty, Ben. I can vouch for that, mate. But a fantastic performance to dig in and grind the win. It was a grind. You've got, you, you captured it nicely there. Uh, so important to bounce back after last week's loss. Massive three points. Now onto two home games before the break. That's Swansea Tuesday night and then Huddersfield next Saturday. Um, yeah, huge week ahead. Great start. Three points. Um, we've really got a hammer home. Those um, you know those points on on Tuesday night, Saturday night. Let's let's keep our fingers crossed. Um, just to close us, um, I, I endorse this this emotion here from Gavin. Gav's travels. Um, whoever took a flare today, don't do it again for fuck's sake. It's embarrassing. We don't do that shit. So that's in the middle end of flare. No, we don't, Gav. I'll make you right, one hundred percent right. We don't do flares at the den. Um, there we are, dear listeners. I hope you've enjoyed the show today. Um, we're trying to pack a little bit in today. Uh, we've got another show, obviously, in the aftermath of Tuesday. I'm speaking to Neil, I think, tomorrow. We'll see when we get that done, but that's going to be another history show. Um, we'll be back after the Swansea game with another Achtung Millwall. And finally, just a big shout-out to Omar of that Millwall podcast. Nice to talk to you, Omar, on the way out yesterday. Um, top bloke, and also I think it was Kai was there as well. I saw him as we were exiting the Majeski Stadium yesterday, a big shout out, do give them a follow, do give them a listen, why not, it's spreading a bit of love around the Millwall scene, it's looking good for the week ahead listeners, let's keep our fingers crossed, until the next edition of Achtung Millwall, it's Nick Hart here signing out, Arriva Dirty Millwall, bye for now. Achtung Millwall. Stop press, stop press, or at least stop the garage band running, dear listeners, just as I was about to publish the final edit of the show. I've got two late contributions. First up, we're going to have one of the favourite uh, contributors contributors to the show. It's Mr Bill Slack with his thoughts upon yesterday's match. And then once we've finished with Bill, I'm going to come back with an email that I've received from another recent guest, Mr Mike Bissica. So let's run Bill's uh, post-match voicemail from yesterday. Hello Nick. Bill Slack, um, I seem to remember you doing a pod on what constitutes a Millwall legend and I've got a quite a controversial um, suggestion for you after yesterday. After um, Andy Carroll, you know that Games of Thrones looking prick, clumped Charlie Cresswell in the first half yesterday. Charlie Cresswell 
made it his life's work to smash his forearm into that bloke's face every given opportunity. And I don't think I've, I don't think I've seen many more examples of Millwall than that. It was absolutely fantastic and fair play to the lad. I know he's been a bit wobbly. He cost us a goal in, against Norwich and, and all of that stuff. But this is what you get when you loan young players. They're, they're coming here to learn and you, you have to accept the fact that they are going to drop the odd bollock. But that was fantastic for him yesterday and he's welcome back here next season. Just on the strength of that performance, he was fantastic. I was, I was really critical at the players, at a team yesterday, the tactics, the substitutions. But I think I'm beginning to work out. Um, it's because I'm in a constant state of stress. It means so much, doesn't it? I don't think I can watch Millwall and make a lo- logical um, summary of, of, of how we've played. I had a look at it again today, the highlights and all the rest of it, and Reading never laid a glove on us. They, they, they had one shot um, from Lintz that didn't get anywhere near our goal, no shots on target. We just defended fantastically well. And I'm shouting at Rowett yet again on 70 minutes, make a change, make a change. But he's looking at that thinking, they're not not getting anywhere near us. As far as this squad of players is concerned, I couldn't be prouder. They they are giving us everything. I mean, genuine blood, sweat, tears, um, the lot. It is such a privilege to watch this lot. Um, you know, you got all you got all these big clubs all up and down the leagues with these with these players costing tens of millions and millions. You know, players on sixty, seventy, eighty grand a week, and and you get our lot turning up. You know, our best players probably on twenty grand a week. Just just showing them what it's all about. You know, what it means to play for a proper club. It ain't about seventy, eighty grand a week. It's it's, it's about fighting for each other and. The pride in them performances is, is it's just a privilege to watch. I've, I've got to be honest. Really, really proud Millwall support here. So we're on to, um, on to Swansea on Tuesday. I remember Swansea coming down to the den a few seasons ago and giving us an absolute football lesson. And I remember thinking, blimey, if, if that's the standards that we've got to reach um, to get anywhere in this division, we've had it. Um, they played us off the park. Go and have a look at the table now. Go and see where they are compared to us, our football changes. So let's turn them over. Let's let's take another three points and see what the table looks like Tuesday. I've just seen Norwich have just lost um, to Sunderland. Could this be the year? Could this be the year? Um, you know, another mental night under the lights you know, in a playoff semi-final to get to the Premier League this time. Who knows, mate? But what an absolute touch that we're still talking about it with 10 games to go. What a season. I'll speak to you soon, mate. All the best. Come on, you Lions. Come on, boys. Keep it going. Come on, you Lions. Come on. Achtung, Milbein. Huge thank you to Bill Slack. It, 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 like all best divas, he's late, but it's always worth listening to, isn't it? That's, that's a bit like, you know, Diana Ross, Mariah Carey. Oh, I don't know. Jennifer Lopez. Bill Slack. Um, yeah, so I mentioned an email that I received, again, quite, um, quite recently from Mike Bissico. Again, following on from yesterday's game at Reading, a um, bit of a conflab online about why we only had 2,100 tickets. And Mike has contacted me and says, being a, a local for Reading, he lives out that way, um, I'll attempt to answer the lack of away tickets. 
Um, apparently this season the Majeski Stadium away end was split into two. Uh, and the purpose of this was to accommodate a singing section, listeners. This is always a favourite thing of uh, the modern uh, supporter, isn't it? To have a singing section. Apparently Reading introduced a singing section. You would not have known that there was a singing section yesterday. Unless it was... Um, who's the uh, the composer, the avant-garde composer that did silence for four and a half minutes? Was that John Cale? Four minutes, 33? Um, I think they may have adopted that, that approach. Uh, complete silence. Um... Mike says he can't work out why they chose that end and not the other end, as it was to presumably to match or try to match the away support. It doesn't work because there are a notoriously quiet crowd at Reading. Uh, the thing that he can't work out is the loss of revenue, because every team this season is limited to the same number as us, 2,100-odd. And there are several teams who would bring in excess of 3,000 fans. He's talking about Sunderland, Sheffield United. QPR, to name but three, plus Millwall would have taken a lot more than 2,000. Um, and for a club uh, that's in financial difficulties, um, he speculates whether they make enough money to pay for Andy Carroll's hairdresser. Um, he says he can't work out in incompetence or financial irregularity. So there we have it. The reason we only had 2,000 fans, although they were mighty sound yesterday, dear listeners, was to accommodate the non-existent, totally silent, completely avant-garde reading singing section there we are huge thank you to uh, bill and to mike for that late late contribution i had to get them in because this is the purpose of the show dear listeners so until the next edition of actor millwall it's uh, for a second time nick hart signing out arrivederci millwall bye for now Achtung, millwall. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.